All right, great to have you back with us on this beautiful Sunday morning as we get ready for Giants and Dodgers today. Uh, we bring in the professor right here, live, Willie McCovey Sweet this morning. Ron Wotus, how are you? It's great to be here live with you, Marty, <laughs> and uh, I love the view that you have here. Isn't this something? It's what a beautiful ballpark, and as you always talk about watching it come alive, but the peacefulness in the morning at the ballpark. You know, these times I like to walk the field. It's quiet, and I know a lot of listeners out there like to do the same thing with their work. Well, well uh, talking about River Islands this morning, you know, it's interesting, uh, you know, talking to Colleen and some of the things we talk about on KMBR uh, during the month, uh, all the different houses, uh, two bedrooms, three bedrooms, the multi-generational suites now for people like me, it'd be nice to, <laughs> to move in. Uh, and there's all sorts, they accommodate everybody. And I was thinking about Sandra today talking about, to her about River Islands. I'll throw it to you as well. I went to camp as a kid uh, to work. I wasn't a camper. I worked as a waiter at Camp Ocala. Uh, but I had the camp experience. I, the more I talk about River Islands, I swear about the kayaking and the restaurant and the homes and everything, I feel like I'm in camp again. Yeah. You know, that's right. the way it makes me feel. Like I said, I'm, I'm back in camp. This is fun. River Islands is fun. Yeah, they have a lot to offer, <clears throat> and I think what you're saying, they have a, they have something for everybody besides yeah. the different sizes, the homes, the multi-generational suites. You have friends that had hard times. Someone has to stay with you a while, or your parents are with you. Um, they have options for you, and then as a kid, I mean, come on. You know, all I had around my house were woods. But at River Islands, you have lakes. You know, they have, uh, you know, baseball field. They got a football field coming. They have all kinds of things right there within walking distance. So yeah. uh, I understand what you mean yeah. about it's like being at camp. Yeah, every day you got another activity. Yeah. You know, we're going to be making the lanyards next at River <laughs> Islands, you know. That's right. That was the camp thing. Remember those things? You'd wear the lanyard with the key on it. I, I've never been to camp. <laughs> I've never been to camp, Marty, That's I have what, to say. That was Camp Ocala. All right. Uh, what a week, huh? Uh, look, you're a veteran. You've been through this before uh, in all the years in baseball. What's it like when there is a managerial change like this? It's tough. And um, it's a time, I think, that everybody, <clears throat> the coaching staff, the players, um, it's difficult. They, no, nobody ever enjoys it. It's a time to reflect. I think the first thing that goes through everybody's mind when the shock of it uh, is a reality. Um, you know, you could you, you can always hear rumors, but when it becomes a reality, it, it is a bit of a shock. And I think everybody reflects, you know, what could I have done better? You know, whether you're a coach or a player, you know, I'm partly responsible. Could I have done this? Or I could have put, I performed better to save this. Because it's always difficult with one of your own is let go. And that's the tough part of this business, you know, being a minor league manager. I remember Jack Hyatt in spring training. He would have us in spring training release the players off our roster in double A or triple A. And it was like, wait a second. I'm not releasing this guy. The organization is. Why do I have to do it? And it was never fun to do, um, but it was a good uh, training to to being a manager and to learning how difficult that is with people. So it, it, it was a tough couple days, uh, a tough day uh, yesterday. Uh, it, you know, it still lingers, um, but you're professionals you have to move forward and Kai's picked up the pieces and they played a nice game yesterday so uh, we wish Cap 
all the best, and, and we all thank him for everything yeah. he's done for us. Hey, he worked hard. Yes. He worked yes. incredibly hard. Yes, he did, and, 24 hours a day. Yeah, yeah, incredibly hard, and he really could communicate with everybody. And, look, it's a game of, uh, you know, wins and losses eventually, and that sort of is, is the story of baseball. Well, Kai Correa – Won a game and he got the bath. What were you around? Did you see this? Yes. I, I didn't see it. I heard it. It was in the manager's <laughs> office, and of course, or come on, they did it in there. Door. I believe so. I think they. Uh, I think they tried to maybe hide it a little bit, but uh, you heard about it, obviously. So, um, <clears throat> good day for him. Good moment for him. Um, I've been in his shoes where you get a chance to manage a game and you win the game. And I think I heard him say, you know, he he w- was honored that, you know, the players acknowledged <laughs> that that was his first win um, as a major league manager. Hey, look, he's a major league manager. So um, happy for him. He works extremely hard and a good moment for him and his family. Come on, they put him in the laundry basket. <laughs> well, a lot of people have been in that laundry basket over the years. David Rosen, our clubhouse guy, going back to Will Clark, if he right. has the thriller about what they used to do to David Rosen and some of the bat boys in that laundry cart. And, you know, they, they anoint you as one of the guys. So it's a, it's been going on for years. Good for Kai. Good for Kai. It was a good game yesterday. Yes, yes, great game. That's baseball. Yeah. Two to one. About time Muncie made an error. Really? I mean, he almost he, knocked one out, though. Well, he plays like a gold glover against us. I don't remember him ever making an error yeah. when we play him. You know, he plays good defense. So that was uh, an opening that we needed. And, of course, Fitzy, Fitz, Fitzy got the big home run. Yeah, you like Fitzgerald. We've talked about this before. I had him on yesterday. Sandra and I had him on, on the show. I like the kid. Yeah. Uh, you know, his father was a major leaguer. Uh, with the with the Cardinals in the late '80s, Eddie Montague looked him up yesterday. Okay. See if Eddie did some of his games. Oh, oh apparently did he? Eddie did some of the dad's games really? as the umpire. Um, but the kid has been around baseball. Yeah, and you forget about that, and it, it seeped into him the way to play the game, and he shows that. Uh, you you've been around him, well. Yeah, Tyler Fitzgerald. Well, he's you know you said it. Um, first off, you see him and you see the athlete, which, you know, um, everybody wants an athlete. He can run, he can steal bases, he has power, he can play all over the field. Um, but the bloodline is there. Uh, he, he's been around the game. He knows the game. Um, but what I love about him the most is his makeup, you yeah. know, his heart, his work ethic, his uh, his approach to the game. He's serious. He's confident. He's not intimidated. Uh, he's not into all the fluff. That comes around with this game, you know. He's he's puts the puts the uh, the horse in front of the cart, not the cart in front of the horse. He goes out, he does his job, and he's serious about it. So I've heard him on a couple of interviews. I think he handles himself extremely yeah. well, and I'm happy for him to get this opportunity and show what he can do. Hit the ball, come on, four fourteen. Is that wasn't a cheap shot yesterday? Oh no, he has strength, right? Off the big guy. Yeah, well. Kershaw still can pitch. Yeah. You know, he's not the same pitcher he was. Uh, you know, he had much better stuff, uh, but he's evolved into a more of a pitcher, right? He locates and yeah. knows what he's doing. And, uh, you know, it's hey, anytime you hit a home run off of Clayton Kershaw, that's a good thing to have on your resume. Yeah, come on, Slater. He's got yeah, what, Slater three? owns him. Slater. Three, three. Yeah. He's done a great job against Kershaw. Yeah. I know Kershaw doesn't like seeing him at the plate. <laughs> no, not at all. Boy, the professor with us, Ron Wotus, on this Sunday morning. Uh, boy, the last day of the regular season here uh, for the Giants. Uh, they will not play 500 and try to get that 80th win today. 
to at least go 80 and 82. And the kid goes today, Harrison. Yeah. I like him. I do. Great arm. Right? Yeah, absolutely. It'll be fun to watch him uh, be on the mound again today. Um, He's young. You know, he flew through the system. And we have a lot of guys in the system that got here awfully quick. And that's one of the positives, big positives and takeaways from this season. Um, I know it didn't go the way everybody wanted. You know, we didn't want it to go this way either. But um, there are a lot more players close to being solid major league players in this organization. And that bodes well for the organization at the top of the list. Kyle Harrison, the local kid, is on the mound tonight. So I hope he can have a real good game and and go into the offseason feeling good about himself. Yeah, the outfield. I talked a lot about the outfield today uh, of wanting to see Ramos out there. And Sandra brought it up. This kid, when he starts running well, this is this is uh, he's a horse, man. When he he turns the corner, and you've coached third, this guy can run. Yeah, I don't want to get run over by him. <laughs> yeah. Dubon hit me, remember, about five years ago. It was a tough moment for 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 me. Um, but if Ramos hits me, I think I'm going to end up at home plate. You know, you look at him and he gets going. He could play for the what is it, the New Zealand Black, the, the rugby team. Yes. he'd probably be a great rugby player. He's yeah. a strong kid, assertive kid. That's the thing I always liked about him. He, he's assertive. You know, nothing's passive okay. about him. He uh, he gets after it. Yeah, he deserves a shot at some point to see what he can do because the tools are there. The bat yeah. speed is there. So I hope they, he gets to play play some ball. I think he's playing winter ball. I think I saw that somewhere that he's going to play yeah, winter I'm, ball. I'm not sure. I haven't you know saw the total list yet and where everybody's going. I know Luciano's going to play some winter ball. And Good. We'll find out here Good. soon and, and everybody Did else. Did you ever play winter ball? Yeah. Yeah, I played two years. I played in, uh, in Venezuela, Valencia, Venezuela, and I played in – in Colombia, Barranquilla, Colombia, it wow. was uh, it was more of a double A level winter ball. So I played two years. Yeah, it's worth it. I think. I mean, I look when I grew up, the the league in Puerto Rico and Cuba, uh, all over the place. They were big in Mexico. Everybody played winter ball because veterans could go down and play, and you really learned. You learned how to play. Matt Stairs told me very quickly. He went to Mexico. And you want to learn how to hit breaking balls. Right. So he went to Mexico, and that's all you see down there are right. breaking balls, and he became a breaking ball hitter. You're exactly right. I mean, Mexico's known for, you know, a lot of junk and off-speed pitches, and a lot of players have done Fernando. that there. Um, yeah. And so, um, yeah, back years ago, everybody played winter ball. You know, now they have the fall league. A lot of guys go to that. But it's not the same competitive uh, game that winter ball is. Winter ball, if you don't perform, they release you. <laughs> They get rid of you, and you're right. Not as many players go play winter ball like they did years ago. I mean, you're always looking to send your prospects here to get more development, more play. Of course, now it depends on the individual. If he played a lot, you know, pitchers, you may want him to rest. You know, maybe he had too many innings. You don't want him throwing. But you pick your spots on the guy because I think it's it's great. It speeds up your development. You have yeah. to perform. Um, you're in a foreign country dealing with, you know, the rabid fans. I mean, they're serious about their baseball in Venezuela and in Dominican. Um, you know, they'll let you know if you're not performing. So there's a pressure that goes along with that that helps you prepare for the major leagues. Yeah, I, I wish more of the young guys would play winter ball. I don't, I'm not sure why they don't, but I wish they would. Willie Mays told the story, uh, you know, the, the the team in Puerto Rico used to fly him in oh, from really? New York, you know, for the weekend, right. you know, for a big series. And as you say, if you didn't perform, 
they'd fly you out. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And they're pretty good. Look, a lot of these teams, when they really want a player, they'll fly you back for the holidays. Guys getting their contracts. They want to come back for a few days here and there. That's the way it used to be. But, you know, it's a little different today. Look, uh, Venezuela is a little unsettled. Um, A lot of people are in the strength and conditioning. A lot of players you want to rest, you may want them to get stronger. You know, so there's different reasons why guys don't go now. But I I think if you have a chance to go and, and, and you're in a situation where it's going to benefit you, you definitely should go. Well, that's what I said, Ramos. I think he's yeah. going, and you said Luciano. Good. Yes. I'm glad he's going. Yeah. You know, that's good. Uh, Estrada got the Willie Mack Award. What do you think of that? I think it's well-deserved. I think uh, he, you know, look, for for a Latin player, doesn't speak uh, perfect English, um, and the way he plays and to step up in the clubhouse and, and ask to have a little meeting to get his team going shows you a lot about the character of the guy. He's another guy that's really serious about yeah. his game. Yeah. I mean, his whole day revolves around his performance on the field. You know, he don't care about the fluff. The same things I talked about Fitzgerald. This guy cares. He wants to be a good teammate. He wants to be a good player. He wants the team to win. So very, very well-deserved. You know, I thought uh, uh, Logan Webb might have got it as well um, for what he's done and his leadership with the staff and the way he goes about it. But both guys um, outstand, uh, definitely are deserving, and, and Estrada deserved it. You know, it's tougher for a pitcher to be a team leader, I think, because he pitches every fifth day. Now, you've been around Bumgarner, Linscombe, and all these guys. I don't know if either one of was a team leader. But isn't it true that the, the player on the field performs every day and you want to see that guy do something? Yeah, it's easier. They're, they're in the mix every single day. Um, there has been award winners that have been pitchers, sure. right? Gardy was there. Gardy, I think uh, Javi Lopez, right. right? You know, it's more the character of the teammate and things. So maybe leader, I know that falls into, into the category of winning the, the Willie Mack Award, no doubt about it, but I think it's just a, you know, a, a small part of it. So, um, you know, the character of the player, how, how the teammates view him, who, who, who cares, who plays the game right, plays it hard. So there were several guys on the team that could win that, but uh, uh, his teammates uh, picked the Strata and well deserved. Good for him. Yes. Hey, look, he can hit and he can run. He's yeah. got what twenty three stolen bases. I yes. think he had that. Yeah. And you know, well, you've worked with him so much, and Kai has as well, and everyone is an infielder. He's pretty good as, in the infield. Yeah. No, he does a good job. He's he's got versatility. You know, he's filled in at short. He filled in at left. I know he could play third base as well if you needed him there. Um, so he's he's a nice piece. You know, Farhan. Went out and got him, yeah. and he's been one of the one of the real bright spots, as a few others have been, um, as a mainstay on this club. So, um, a complete player can play some defense, can hit, and can run. And you know, if you have a lot of guys like that, you're going to be pretty good. I love defense. You got to, yeah. you know, it, the pitching isn't so bad. Pitching came through this year fairly well, and there's some people that we can look at. Win was another one. You liked win. Yes. The split is a little high. He gave a couple of home runs. It's very unique. He throws a split for strikes. You know, if you watch most guys that throw the split, you know, Gosman, for example, you throw it down out of the zone. But he he is a a pitch. A lot of his splits are in the zone. And a lot of guys aren't taking good swings at it. So, um, yeah, he, he gave up a couple home runs. But... But, you know, he throws that high fastball. He has yeah. the split. You know, he could use another pitch, um, would benefit him as a starter. Um, but he's done a good job. As I said, 
so many uh, young guys have gotten an opportunity this year that are knocking on the door to being big contributors with the team. So hopefully they uh, continue to progress and the ones go to winter ball. Maybe they get better there as well. And, and uh, we have a lot more options uh, to help the club. How do you like Bailey throwing the guy out last night, Chris Taylor? You know, yeah. The ball's on the mound. You feel you can run on him and right. all this stuff. And right. Two-one game, and it was Babe Ruth in the World Series, 1926. The seventh game, he's on first base. The Yankees are down by a run. Babe Ruth takes off, I think, with Lou Gehrig up. Yeah. And they throw him out at second, ended the World Series. So I had a flashback to that last night. But Bailey nailed Taylor nicely to win it, huh? Yeah, we've seen that throw from him many times. He can really throw the ball. Perfect <laughs> throw. Nice tag by uh, yes. Luciano. I keep wanting to call him Pavarotti because that's what I call him. But it, Luciano, nice tag. But uh, it's an exciting play in the game to throw the guy out. I mean, you know, when you're the Dodgers and you already won the division and the game doesn't mean anything, you can hey. push the envelope and do something like that. If that was, you know, you mentioned the World Series, <laughs> that's a risky, risky play. Yeah, but the babe. they felt they felt like they could you know get it done and uh well the giants proved them no not today <laughs> it's good that was a good, you're right we started this conversation that was a good baseball game last yeah, night. yeah it really was it was it was you know the games we we, we love to watch or i love being involved with every play every you know pitch every decision um has has meaning yeah. opposed to a 10 to 9 game where there's all these hits and actions so when you play those close games you have to execute Everything has meaning, and I think uh, the good teams are able to win those games. Yeah, you know, during the year, I, I always thought the Giants could get it done because of the bullpen. And we saw it last night. Walker comes in. He's still dynamic, you know, with that pitch. And Raj, forget it. It's, you know, four pitches and the inning's over, generally. And then the big guy comes in. He's, he leads the league and saves. And he threw strikes last night. He, he, had, he had it together last night. But that, that dynamic of the bullpen really worked. Pitched very well. I went yeah. third, third best in the league, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, starters and relievers, you're right. For me, um, if you're going to win, you need to have a good bullpen. You got to win the games you're supposed to win. Yeah. Uh, you got to keep the game close because nothing rips the heart out of a team as losing games late when your late inning relievers can't hold the lead or your closer can't get the job done. So there's a lot of positives. Um, pitched very well um, all year long. Uh, Bailey and his staff, uh, you know, JP Martinez and everybody um, have done a real good job with the pitching. Yeah. Uh, one last thought for you from last night, Beck. You know, I like Beck. He throws strikes in the strike zone. You know, he's not a nibbler. Right. He comes right at you with that 97, and he's got the breaking pitch, too. Yeah, he does. He he has some weapons. He's he's uh, has stuff to challenge. Yeah. He had a, a real good game face on last night. He had a little <laughs> attitude in his step. I, I saw it when he punched somebody out and walked off the mound. Um, so I like that assertiveness, that aggressiveness. You're right. He has the ability to throw the ball in the zone. Yes. And uh, you just want to make sure you locate it to the certain guys in the line- lineup and in big moments. But he has stuff to challenge hitters. And you can get away with stuff when you have stuff. You don't have to be perfect. So yeah. it's good to see. And he did a nice job. Yeah. No, good, 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 good review. I like it. This, this is what we do. Very good, Will. Uh, How would you like Boach? Yeah. Did you see him last night? He was 
biting the cork off of off a champagne bottle last night. Yeah, I've never seen him do that before. He must have been happy. He said, I, I, I don't have an opener. Let me bite the cork off of this thing. I'm happy for him and Dusty Baker, obviously. You know, it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be hard for me to watch, <clears throat> you know, if those two go head-to-head head there, um, you know, if they get to that point. But uh, I'm happy for Boach. Uh, you know, he went over there to Texas, and uh, shoot, they did it. They won the division. Not so. yet. They got to win today. If don't the, don't the, they have the tiebreaker? No? Uh, um, if they, Yeah, if they win today and Houston wins, they go. Okay. But if they lose and Houston wins, then Houston goes. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, they, they could end up playing Toronto, uh, Tampa Bay. They okay. could be a wild card. Yeah. So to win the division, they have to win today. Uh, that's the deal. Okay. Well, it's a it's a win-win. or Houston's got to lose something. It's yeah. a win win for me because yeah. you know I work for Dusty and I work yeah. for Boach and and I love them both. So um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's great. Oh, what a what a story! Come on, this baseball is something else, isn't it? Yeah, and I say, you know, we're, you and I talk in Scottsdale. We're standing there in February, and here we are, October first. Who saw this coming? Right, right. No, I mean, you never know. You say, isn't you, it? You, you don't know what's going to happen. But you know, the one thing um, that's really on my heart today is the Brandon Crawford. Go ahead. Um, yeah. Look what he's meant to this organization, and um, you know, the working relationship that we had, and the way he approached the game. Um, you know, one thing a lot of people don't know about him is, uh, you know, for many, many, many years, uh, he was banged up, probably deserved a day off, had, uh, you know, leg issue or arm or wasn't, you know, we never gave him a day off because his defense was too valuable to give him a day off. And the second line of defense wasn't up to the standard of him. So even if he wasn't swinging good, you know, he's facing a tough lefty. We ran him out there and he never complained. And he did that year after year after year. And, you know, it's easy to get to the big leagues and have a cup of coffee or play two or three years. But to play 13 years with 50 new players a year coming to try to take your job in an organization or the organization saying, hey, we want another guy or whatever, it's not easy to do. So a great player. And he's done it all. Hey, a kid they weren't sure if he was going to hit or not wins the silver slugger. He hit. I mean, look at the resume. And um, I'm just so happy for him. And it's going to be an emotional day for me watching him on his final day. You're going to hit him any ground balls this morning? Yeah, he wants to go out and, um, and, and take a few ground balls and move around a little bit. And, again, that's what I have utmost respect is he, we we did that on day games the majority of his career. As he got older, obviously, he got <laughs> a little smarter and conserved some energy. Um, but we're going to go out there and um, – and, and do it probably here in, in just a little bit. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it's an emotional day for me. Yeah. Well, you told me years ago, and this is before he really established himself, I said, what about Crawford? And I, I'll never forget it. You said the athleticism will take over. Yeah. Well, he, 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 you know, I was fortunate to be his coach because, you know, he made me a good coach. You yeah. have a guy with great hands and an accurate arm and the ability glove to hand transfer that he has but you can have all that but if you don't have the drive to be the best 
it you're not going to be the best. You're not going to hold down that job for 13 years, and that's what I respect most about him. He made everybody around him better because one of our best infields, our best infielder was out there working his tail off yeah. to get better yet. So if you're not to his standard, you can't sit in the clubhouse. You need to get out there with him. And, you know, all the guys panicked followed and belt followed and the whole group and they were all outstanding infielders and a big part of this team's success in the world series yeah and pablo pablo forgot Pablo. you you talk about him all the time pablo pablo got the most out of his defensive ability he he really did he uh you know uh, we tell the story bum wanted him out there all the time (laughs) he'd tell boach if you don't have pablo out there at third i'm not gonna pitch (laughs) <laughs> he, he didn't want Kelby or anybody else over there. He wanted Bum, and, and I mean, he wanted Pablo, and of course, he wanted Craw out there as well. Yeah, I guess for my mo- moment for Craw is still the home run at Pittsburgh. Yeah, that just—I mean, the place was going nuts. The towels, come on, this is a—you know—the the playoff game. You got to win it. Uh, Volquez is pitching. Pittsburgh put him in a position where they had to pitch a secondary guy place was going nuts because they tried to win the division right, right. in Arizona. And here comes Craw in the fourth inning with the bases loaded, and he knocked one out. Yeah. it. You know what? That place was as loud as any park <laughs> we've ever been in. Uh, they had the terrible towels going. It was They were all in black. It was pretty intimidating. With that, that energy behind you as a club, getting a lead is very, very important. Yeah. And when he hit that home play, that uh, hit that home run, that grand slam, place went silent like when Bumgarner walked out of the bullpen in Kansas City. It was very similar. But to have a four-run lead with Bum on the mound, the confidence of our club just went through the roof. Yeah. You know, here we go, and we're not going to be stopped. Right. That was a tr- uh, one of the biggest hits in the organization's uh, history, history. In, yeah. in my opinion. And he started that way. So, yeah. right, his first at bat was a grand slam in Milwaukee. So, so uh, today – yeah. He's got to knock one out. He's got to knock McCovey one out today. Cove, Dave, get ready. That's right. <laughs> let's load the bases and let's have him hit a grand slam today. Really? Wouldn't that be something? That would be something. That would be baseball. Yes. I'll tell you that. Boy, very good. Uh, this week we got to celebrate Mario Alioto and his retirement. Uh, we were at the dinner Thursday night. How would you like that dinner? Oh, that was – it was it was wonderful. Um, to see the ex-players and, and to see Mario – um, have that night. I mean, Mario puts on the best giant reunions, right? This was his job, what he did. And nobody does it better than the Giants. Everybody knows that. People around baseball know that. When we have a celebration or reunion team comes back, as many as we have to keep the history of the organization alive, Mario is at the forefront of doing that. So they gave him a celebration uh, on what he deserved similar to what he's been doing for years and years. And the people that spoke about him was so touching. It really was. Um, you know, I know Mario uh, over the years uh, always treated me great. But to hear all the people talk about him and say the things, the love they have for Mario and his beautiful family sitting there, it was it was one of the greatest nights that I've been involved with, honestly, uh, you know, in a, in a dinner or a reunion or or a, a celebration with somebody retiring and moving moving on, uh, tremendous night. Of course, Will Clark, we got Will Clark to talk a little bit, <laughs> to inject a little bit of humor and roast him a little bit, and I, you know, I enjoyed That's that great. as well. So uh, wonderful night. 
Yeah, and Dave Javecki, of course, uh, yes. always serious and uh, gives, gives you that perspective, too. It was pretty. And Pat Gallagher was fabulous. He was fabulous. He was Everybody, uh, Shane Dom, everybody that spoke. Russ. Uh, Russ Stanley. Yeah. Boy, I didn't know he, he could do that type of job. He, he, did he had shtick. He had shtick. He, he yeah. was really good. They were all entertaining. They spoke from our Jeffrey Leonard, oh, uh, getting the, emotional yeah. Yeah. Um, and thanking Mario for what he's done in his life. You know, that's. That's not who Jeffrey is. You know, Will was telling me that, you know, that's not Jeffrey that he knows. So it was a little surprising to him. It just showed you how many people Mario touched in this organization. Yeah. No, it was fabulous. And then he brought his three sons up and his daughter. That was great. It looked like a scene out of The Godfather. Yeah. It did. Yeah, they, it looked they, like the three boys, the Sicilians, standing <laughs> up there talking about the dad. Come on, man. It looked like I didn't know who Fredo was, but. You know, but it looked like a scene out of The Godfather. It did. And, you know, they, they, they gave some one-liners that Mario likes to say at home to rib him a little bit. And one of my favorites was he's having, you know, dinner with his family, what he does. Beautiful family, like you said. And he says to the kids when they're young, he goes, the neighbors aren't eating like this tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a fun night. It was. A He's going to come by here this night. morning. Oh, good, good, yeah, good. Yeah, well, and the good news is he's staying with the organization yes. as an yeah, advisor. So I'm good. so happy to hear that. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go to work. All right. Well, good to see you. This is year 14 for you and me. It's 14. 14. We started in 2010. Wow, I, I didn't realize that. Well, yeah, we're going to have to have a celebration if we get another year, and we'll go at fifteen. We won't right, wait for we'll, twenty. At River Islands, we'll get the there. Uh, you go. We'll get the kayak and go out. <laughs> yeah, me and you in a kayak. <laughs> right. That sounds like a disaster. It will be okay. I, I don't do that. I don't kayak. <laughs> okay. All right, but thanks for being on. As always, have a great winter, and we'll see where everything goes. Who knows? Yeah. Well, we'll it's see. been great being with you all these years, <laughs> and this year, last the one, professor. So. All right, Rabbi. We'll uh, we'll be in touch all right take care take care all right that is the professor ron wotus where we could talk all day beautiful day at the ballpark more coming up right after this if you don't have pablo out there at third i'm not gonna pit 